Hey, baseball fans, welcome to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast with your host, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman. The Apple Sox earn a 12-4 victory against the Edmonton River Hawks in the rubber match and take the weekend road series. Wenatchee had a tough loss on Saturday on Canada Day, but bounced back in dramatic fashion on Sunday after winning the series opener 12-3 on Friday. They pick up a 12-4 victory in the series finale. You look back at Saturday, everything that could have gone wrong for the Apple Sox kind of did. You turn the page to Sunday, pretty much everything that could go right did. In the game on Saturday, the Apple Sox scored first, but gave up five runs in the bottom of the first, and then Edmonds had pretty much put it in cruise control from there and earned the 11-2 win. But when Anchi bounced back in dramatic fashion in the series finale, picking up the 12-4 triumph, thanks in part to a big eight-run top of the third inning. When Anchi sent 12 men to the plate and the big hits of the inning, and there were only three of them, but all three of them produced runs. Austin Owen with an RBI single. Nick Putnam cleared the bases with a double. And Mason Strong scored the eighth and final run of the inning as well with an RBI single. The 1-2 pitch. That swung on and punched into shallow right field. That'll get down. Strong is waved around third. The throw coming in will be cut off. The throw comes toward third. You know, it's fake toward third. Ponce is able to slide in safely through the bag but he keeps his back left foot on the base. And it's an RBI single for Austin Owen. And here's a big swing from Putnam, a ball skied out to deep left field. This ball going back, hits off the base of the wall. Austin Owen in the score, Reed Boyd right behind him. A smiling Harrison chugging right behind him as well. The throw is offline, Putnam will advance the third on a throwing error, but it's a bases clearing RBI double for Nick Putnam. There's the big swing the Apple Sox have been looking for all week long with men on base. And it's the redshirt freshman from UC Santa Barbara getting it done. And he heads over toward first base as Mason Strong swings to the first pitch he sees and dumps the ball into shallow right field that gets down. Little miscommunication getting to it and coming in to score all the way from first base without a throw home is Frankie Carney and it is eight to nothing Apple Sox here in the third. That put the Apple Sox way ahead, eight to nothing and with plenty of cushion, pretty much all they would need to try and win this game as they would give up two runs in the bottom of the third but Samuel Round gave Wenatchee a chance to win. His first start of the season in league play, four innings pitched, two runs allowed, no walks, two hits, and two strikeouts. The 3-2, swing and a miss on a fastball upstairs, 89 miles per hour from Sam Round, and that is out number two of the first inning. Jaden Williamson was brilliant in relief. He allowed two unearned runs to score, and Williamson tossed 89 pitches out of the bullpen in five shutdown innings. Four hits, one walk, and five strikeouts, including striking out a pair in the ninth inning before wrapping it up with a ground out to end the game and give the Apple Sox a series victory. Williamson delivers. A quick delivery is swung on a missed and losing the bat is Potterdack as it goes all the way to the backstop, third base side. Looking foolish on that pitch. What a delivery there from Jaden Williamson for out number one. Swing and a miss. Going down to one knee. Potterdack couldn't catch up to that one. And he strikes out for the second time in as many plate appearances against Jaden Williamson. 
His fifth pitch is in there for called strike three. Jaden Williamson with a strikeout to open up the ninth inning. The pitch, swing and a miss. First strike three, back-to-back punch outs to open up the ninth inning. And the Apple Sox are one strike away. The first pitch is grounded over to short, and this should do it. Izzy Lopez gobbles it up and fires to first as the Apple Sox pick up a 12-4 victory to defeat the Edmonton Riverhawks and take the series. Wenanchi picks up its 18th win of the season and its sixth consecutive series victory. It was a great series, though, for the Sox in terms of the big innings. You had one of those on Friday in which Wenanchi scored the four runs in the fourth inning and then again had five runs to the seventh inning and then of course the eight run inning in the third but the hero of this game for the Sox besides Williamson out of the bullpen was Nick Putnam I mentioned the bases clearing RBI double in the third inning he also added an RBI double in the ninth inning to really put the Apple Sox ahead for good with one last big blow as the first offering is sky down to deep center field gets away from Aw just a couple of steps to the side of him and Nick Putnam has his second double of the game rounding third and trying to come in and score and doing so successfully is Reeve Boyd as Wenatchee makes it 11-4 on the second RBI double of the game from Nick Putnam. He had that hit and then Izzy Lopez added an RBI single one batter later to score the final run of the game. The 0-2 dumped into shallow left center field. Putnam will come around third. He will also get into score standing up. And it's an RBI single for Izzy Lopez. He goes to second on the throw. And the Apple Sox now lead 12-4. The Apple Sox are in a 12-4 victory against the Edmonton Riverhawks and take 2-3 on this road trip as Wadanchi improves to 10-2 in road games in WCL play. For whatever reason, the Wenatchee Apple Sox are the road warriors of the 2023 season. And right now they are in first place in the North Division with three games to go in the first half. The Victoria Harbor Cats defeated the Bellingham Bells 8-2 to sweep away the Bells and give the Apple Sox sole possession of first place in the first half. The Apple Sox sitting at a record of 18 and 6 to go into first place. Victoria is 18 and 9. Their 18 and 9 record concludes their first half. So the Harbor Cats are wrapped, are done with their first half games. The Apple Sox can lose all three games. If I'm not mistaken, they can lose all three games and at the very worst be tied with the Harbor Cats. And if that's the case, the Apple Sox have the tiebreaker over the Harbor Cats in head-to-head play because Wenatchee swept them earlier this season. However, Bellingham, like Wenatchee, also has three games to go in West Coast League play in the first half. Bellingham will be taking on the Kamloops North Paws this Tuesday through Thursday, hosting them at Joe Martin Field, while the Apple Sox are at the Port Angeles Lefties at Civic Field this Tuesday through Thursday. So as a result of that, uh, both teams are pretty much in a situation where if they equal each other and both win two of three, the Apple Sox will win because they hold the, the tiebreaker right now in terms of run differential, unless just Bellingham absolutely lays down the law against the North Paws, which isn't out of the realm of possibility because Kamloops is 6-20. and 20. But the point being, either way, the Apple Sox are in a great spot, but the best way to secure their feet is to at least take two of three in this final set uh, against 
against the uh, the Port Angeles lefties to wrap up the first half. And I've said it before, but just a reminder, the team who wins the first half, and a weird quirk that the WCL has, the team who wins the first half is also the top seed in the postseason in their respective divisional playoffs. So the Apple Sox would love to have plenty of home field advantage at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. And there's a chance by the, that by the end of play on this Thursday, they could have that all locked up. Let's run through the numbers of this one as Wenatchee defeats Edmonton by a 12-4 score. Apple Sox score 12 runs on 10 hits, commit one error, and they would strand eight men on the base paths in this game. Meanwhile, for Edmonton, the Riverhawks score four runs on six hits, three errors, and they would leave nine men on the base paths in this game. The win goes to Samuel Round in an odd quirk. He went less than the five innings, but the official score giving him the victory. He improves to 1-0 this season. The loss to Chase Wheatley is 0-2. Round went four innings, allowed two runs, two hits, no walks, and two strikeouts. Wheatley gave up seven runs, all earned on four hits, three walks, and one strikeout in two and a third innings. Jaden Williamson picks up the save by going the final five innings. He allowed two unearned runs in this game and earns his first save of the season. Just four hits, one walk, and five strikeouts on 89 pitches. The final five innings from Williamson, a brilliant effort out of the bullpen. There's something patriotic about celebrating summer with a baseball game and some fireworks afterward. It seems even better when it's a part of your 4th of July celebrations. Don't miss the Apple Sox 7.05 p.m. game against the Dub Sea Fish Sticks on Monday, July 3rd with a post-game fireworks show to follow presented by Kennedy Real Estate Group. Don't delay. Purchase your tickets now at applesox.com. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time. Want your kid to be part of an Apple Sox game? Consider signing them up to be an Apple Sox bat kid. The Apple Sox are always looking for kids to help grab bats at home plate and supply umpires with baseballs during home games. If your child is at least 10 years old, has a good understanding of the game of baseball, and is available for at least one complete series, then sign them up today. Select a remaining three-game home series on the Apple Sox schedule and email the dates to info at applesox.com to register your kid to be an Apple Sox bad kid in 2023. Before the two games on Saturday and Sunday, I had a chance to catch up with two different Apple Sox players. First on Saturday, chatting with Frankie Carney, followed by on Sunday, a discussion with MJ Sweeney. Give a listen. I'm Joel Norman, and we're chatting with Apple Sox infielder Frankie Carney. And Frankie, we were just talking about a moment ago, you had a couple of hits last night, and there were two times you hit the ball basically to the same spot. Mm-hmm. I'm be- I believe it was against different pitchers, though. Slow rollers to the right side. You're trying to beat those out, first base side. We've seen your speed be a big part of your game. Were those two situations where you were hoping for what happened? The ball was it slowly to the right side. You just had two different results. Uh, not really. I just uh, – I, I would say I got lucky for sure, definitely, uh, with the way they were playing me there and with the placement I had. But uh, the first uh, the first at bat, I hit it right back to the pitcher. Um, but my, I, they, I noticed um, when I was looking back at my uh, – at bats from last night, they were throwing me outside and – I got it. I guess I have to just stay on that better and uh, let it travel more and hit it to the left field. But uh, I'm just uh, I'm getting out front and roll like rolling it to second base. 
But uh, if it, if it, if I get on base and it works out, then I'll take it. You yeah. Know? So yeah, a couple of hits for you last night. A couple of runs scored once again as well. I just I, I had to bring those two up because it reminded me so much. And we've talked about the parallels with you and Joe Oyama as well, guy your teammates with. It reminded me of what he would do sometimes, where you roll one over to the right side. When you come up to the plate, are there certain times you're thinking I'm going to try and let my speed play here, try to beat the ball into the ground? Because you've done that successfully several times this summer. Oh, that's every time. I'm trying to limit my. Sh- I'm trying to limit my strikeouts uh, in the summer and use this just to prepare for the fall uh, because uh, that's my main thing is just staying away from strikeouts and being a tough out um, and get on base. So that's uh, if I'm not striking out and I'm getting on in that way, I'll take it. That's more productive than striking out or hitting a fly out or something like that. We've also seen you take some heavy cuts. You'll go down to the one knee, kind of like what Adrian Beltre used to do, though, too. Tell me about when you're at, you're a hitter, you're at the plate. How do you know sometimes, okay, I've got a chance at here, or is it maybe just early in the count, just taking a heavy cut to see if you got something good? So right now, I feel like I'm seeing the ball well, but obviously I didn't play uh, at all this spring, so I'm, I wouldn't say I've played a good amount of games so far, but I'm still like trying to get into my A swing. So I'm seeing the ball well, but there's just some things I'm doing with my like with my lower body that's not letting me get to that inside pitch right now, um, which I saw, which is like hopeful because I saw some promise yesterday with the fly ball right field. I just missed that, but um, yeah, it's just things like that, I guess. I was going to say, you do seem really comfortable right now with your swing because we're seeing some of those cuts, and there are times you are, yeah. like you said, on the fly out to right field. You're connecting and you're going deep. What's the one thing you're kind of looking for with you? You said is it your lower body just in a change there? Yeah, I, would, I have to – I, I got to get my lower body going for uh, – start has to start the chain again, and then um, my upper uh, – my top hand, I need to come through strong to the zone and not uh, let the barrel leak. But uh, – that's basically the main thing. If I can get those down, I feel like uh, my I'll be dialed in and hit, hit more line drives instead of weak choppers or f- flyouts. So. Awesome. Well, well, Frankie, I'm sure I could go another five minutes just yeah. with questions about your hitting. Been fun chatting. Best of luck again here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. We're joined by Apple Sox first baseman MJ Sweeney. MJ, this is your first experience really working and playing at the college level. What's been the biggest transition for you from high school to college baseball? Um, I, I love it out here. I mean, uh, just getting here in the atmosphere, I think is the biggest difference going from, I don't know, 50 to 100 fans in high school to 300 to sometimes even 8,000, 9,000 people here in Edmonton is pretty crazy. But uh, it's not that big of a change. I feel like um, I've adjusted pretty well to the pitching and stuff, but uh, just the fans here. I, I really love it, but uh, there's a bunch of fans here. It's really cool. Seemed like it was tough last night. They definitely had the home field advantage. How do you guys punch back here today and try to take this series? We just got to flush it. We got to remember what we did, I think, on Friday. And, um, I mean, we just got to bring out the bats again. I mean, that game on Friday, we crushed them. And uh, we just got to do what we did on Friday. It feels like for you guys, the troubling thing right now has been hitting with runners on. How do you try and get some more base hits once you've gotten guys on base? Because that's been a tough thing here this week. Yeah, I mean, just keep doing our thing. Um, just stick with our bread and butter, just getting guys on. And, uh, I mean, hits will start falling and stuff. Uh, you've seen a lot of balls, just a bunch of lineouts to the outfield and stuff. And so um, stuff will eventually start falling. It's just not going our way right now. Tell me about the pink bat you've been using. There's got to be a story behind that. Yeah, I mean, I broke the other one back in Wenatchee. And uh, my first game here, I was like, I was looking through my bats. I had like three or four bats I had in my bag. And I was like, which one do I tape up? So I was—I actually asked Frankie Carney. I was like, "Dude, which one feels the best?" And he narrowed it down to two bats. And I was like, 
you know, the pink one looks a little cool, kind of cool. I mean, I might just use it. And I was like, all right, that's sweet. I'll, I'll go use it. And it's been working well for me. You and Frankie have been friends since high school, right? You grew up fairly close to the other. Uh, what's that like playing with him on the Apple Sox? Yeah, so I've actually known Frankie since I was nine years old. Uh, we played travel ball together all the way up uh, until high school. And, uh, you know, it's really cool. I thought I'd never get to play with him after high school. And he's like, I consider him one of my best friends. And so uh, it's like a dream come true just to share the field with him for this summer again. Tell me about how you came to the Apple Sox, because Mitch Darlington said you reached out to him through Twitter, correct? Yeah, so uh, I was actually talking with Frankie during uh, Christmas break, and uh, he, was, he mentioned to me, yeah, he's playing up in Seattle, and uh, he's like, "There's it's a good atmosphere, you're going to face a lot of college pitching and stuff. And uh, he was like, do you want to play? I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be better for me if I face some college guys going into Texas next year instead of going in cold, and I feel like it's, it's definitely helped me a lot so far. Awesome. Well, MJ, it's been good having you here. Thanks for the time, and let's get some hits, and let's get a series victory. All right, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The Apple Sox will return home. They've got a game coming up against the Dub C Fish Sticks at 7.05 p.m., and it's Fireworks Night presented by Kennedy Real Estate Group. We hope to have you at the ballpark as the Apple Sox try to pick up another victory and return home getting a day of non-league action before they jump right back into the WCL schedule on Tuesday for their final three-game series of the first half as they will be at the Port Angeles Lefties at 6.35 p.m. on July 4th. And then the first half wraps up on Thursday with another 6.35 p.m. game at Port Angeles. That's it for this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. I'm Joel Norman thanking you once again for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.